All right. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk with Michelle Hardman. Thanks for joining me this morning. I am on location in Bedford, Indiana, and we are going to be talking about something that probably some of you need and don't even realize you need. (laughs) We're going to be talking with Carla Brock from Brock's Bookkeeping and Tax Service this morning. So good morning, Carla. Good morning. How are you? Are you doing okay today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You're coming off of the tax rush, so you're probably like, whew. I know. I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I know. Tell us a little bit. I know you said you kind of have some specialty areas. You do taxes, residential taxes, but you're kind of focused a little bit more on some other stuff. I am. Right now, since it's not the tax season, um... It's a little more downtime, but it's also catch-up time, and right now I am doing, uh, I have two new clients, so getting them on board, getting their QuickBooks up to date, and um, uh, getting all their information put into my system so that I can help them out um, is time-consuming, and it's not a quick process, so if it takes about mm, four to six weeks to really get them up and running. But um, I can push it if they need me to, but I don't. I want to make sure everything's accurate and going into um, a tax season. So I'm taking time with them. So I'm doing some QuickBooks consulting right now. That's kind of one of my focuses. Um, and I think that's wonderful because I've heard countless people over the years say they've started using that program and they're just really not sure about some things. And so I think this is awesome that you're offering this. Right. I did get somebody uh, trained down in Orange County, and um, and now I just check in with them about once a year, make sure everything's going okay. But um, they do call me just on occasion, just to, if they have a question on how to do something. Right. But frankly, they're up and running, and they don't need me anymore, and that's okay. That's really okay because there's lots of people that need the service, but they end up having to call QuickBooks, and it costs... Sometimes it costs money if you don't, ha- you know, mm-hmm. to get a technical support, and sometimes you don't get <laughs> right. um, an American-speaking person, right? Um, which, which is a challenge sometimes. Some phone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good in the off times that they have someone that will answer the phone. However, I do answer my phone. Just I, I do have um, some hours I'm in the office, but I do have my phone on me all the time, so I answer calls even in the evening. So if somebody's brand new and they're just starting their QuickBooks program, they can call you and say, okay, come and sit down with me, help me get this set up, walk me through it, and get me going. You can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> and that's something I love to do. Good. <laughs> and then along with that, I do, um, I love doing payroll. Um, I've been doing that since well, I, I'd say since 1991, yeah. <laughs> so a long time. Okay. And um, those changes seem to come and go. You know, there's changes, and um, there haven't been many changes until 2021 and after the COVID hit. But um, the changes are so subtle that I feel like I'm pretty educated and experienced in it that I... I feel like I do a good job on payroll. It's something I pay attention to. And I have some people that are um, weekly. I have some quarterly. Okay. I have No, I don't have quarterly. I have monthly. 
Weekly, maybe. Yeah, bi-weekly. And I have some that are salary, some mm. that are hourly, um, some are on commission. So I can do it any way it needs to be done. And then usually I follow up and do the payroll taxes. The clients I do have, they all want me to do the payroll taxes. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, quarterly filings, which right. just happened, or mine just happened. I'm done with mine. Um, and uh, then the annual filing where you have to send in your W-2s and the, you know all the reconciling reports for the year and so I do all of that and um, and I would think that would be a huge load off of a lot of businesses because especially a small business I mean I can kind of speak from experience you're so mm -hmm. busy doing all these things trying to make this thing stay afloat that a lot of times I think the paperwork side a <laughs> It gets pushed aside, and you think, okay, I'll deal with that later. And it, is, it gets almost overwhelming because you've just got so much going on, you don't want to deal with that. I, I get so you. So to have oh. you here that can take care of where you can say, okay, you do, I can do everything else with the business. You take care of my payroll, or you take care of this. I think that's wonderful. Right. And to be honest, you know, I'm one of those people that sets my paperwork aside because I work on everybody else's books. <laughs> and at the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is go record my stuff. Yep. However, <laughs> I do make it a priority and um, I have a monthly cycle I go through with my clients and I include mine at, in my little spreadsheet that says, Proximal keeping and tax monthly reports and I get mine done too, but I pretty much set mine aside for a month and I'm not You know, I'm a service person, so I don't have that much, but I know there's people that sell things I do have a an electrical contractor right now. I have a Christian school in Illinois. Yeah. Um, with um, the internet now and everything going um, virtual, I am mm -hmm. able to work not just in my area. Right now I have someone in, in, I'm helping get started in Martinsville. Cool. So I've been able to train him uh, via Log Me In, which is a secure network, and um, I train him. Um, once a week, we just get on the phone and I go through some things. He asks questions. He writes down questions all week and then we go through them and we learn something new every every week. What about if somebody's wanting to set up maybe an automatic payroll deduction thing with their workplace, with their, with their business? Like let's say, I know one of the other things I do is United Way. Uh -huh. And a lot of the businesses will do an automatic payroll deduction. So people will say, okay, take a dollar out of every paycheck and I want it to go directly to United Way. Can you do that for people too? Yes, I can. Okay. Yep. That's not um, hard to do if you know how to do it. And if someone wants to know how, I can teach them, but it's it's not a difficult thing to do. Cool. Um, also, one of the things besides that particular deduction is garnishments or child support. And a lot of times those need to be sent in in a timely manner. And, right. and that is something that we can do. Well, that's cool. That's helpful, too. I didn't even think about that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so I personally don't have anybody right now with that situation, but um, within the last year I had somebody. So I'm, I'm pretty um, familiar with it. <laughs> what are some of the things that maybe folks could do on their end that would help you on your end to keep things maybe a little bit more organized and more smooth and... Like, you know, I've heard these horror stories where people say, okay, I brought a shoebox full of receipts and dumped them on the table. Like, here you go. Yes. <laughs> so what, what, what are some simple things that people can do to help you out? 
Um, as a tax preparer? As anything. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, as, as a tax preparer, there's, there's lots of uh, different um, scenarios. Like if someone just receives money uh, and they receive a form for that money, just bring those forms in. That's great. That's all you need to do. Okay. But as far as business, small business owners, if you have rental, it's all the same. If you have rental or if you have a small business, like mine's a small business, what I consider small, mm -hmm. um, any type of business that you do, um, whether it's corporate or sole proprietor, but the best thing you can do is categorize your expenses. So like if you have throughout the year five receipts that are advertising, so, um, you know, you're going to need those if you're ever audited. So the best thing you can do is get a total on those, put a staple through it and keep it and then write down advertising and give it to your to your tax preparer and keep them all together. <laughs> yes. And okay. and furthermore, um, if I'm familiar with a client who has done this, I just say I give them an organizer and let them write this stuff down for me. Keep the receipts at their house because the bigger the package it is, they bring me the more intimidating it is and I don't want to look at it. Okay. I'll be real honest. I don't want to look at those big things. But uh, if they write stuff down and then I don't have to interpret things. Yeah. Is this business or is this personal? And, you know, is it advertising or is it an office expense or is it a repair? I don't have to figure that stuff out. I shouldn't have to because then I'm interpreting what you do mm -hmm. and it's better for you to tell me what you did. Okay. Does Got that it. make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. it. It really is. I don't um, think it's a good idea for tax preparers to make decisions on where the money should go or on a tax return. It really should be told by the business owner. Mm -hmm. And I would like, I like to spend time with some of my business owners and explain to them how that, that portion of the tax return is prepared, which makes it easier for them to understand how right. to keep their books simple for themselves as well. And everybody has their own way of organizing. And yeah. I've tried many different ways for my <laughs> own business because I travel to Illinois <laughs> twice a year, twice during tax season to do tax returns for my people back in Illinois that when I moved here, they didn't want me to leave yeah. them. Well, that's nice. So I stay in a hotel and the ladies at the front desk know me and they call me at my room and say, Carla, you have a client here oh, nice. and I'll go out and greet them and get their stuff and prepare their taxes. And actually last year I did 20 tax returns in one day. Wow. But these people are very simple. I've been doing them for uh, close to 20 years. Oh, that's neat. Um, nobody brings me any surprises. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I usually can and get them out every half hour. Hmm. The thing that takes the longest is printing and, and copying their stuff because they're that easy. So, um, but I've taught them over the year what to bring me. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I like to do that with my clients. If they'll be open to that, I like to train them on what I need so that it can make it a good experience for both of us. And that's another kind of a facet you said about your business is you like to build relationships with your clients. And I think that is important, especially when you're talking about people's money. 
they've got to feel like they trust you. Yes. And and I think that's important to build that. It is. And and I don't, you know, I would never want anybody um, that I told anything to about my finances, I would never want to hear it right. out in the world. So I like to assure people that anything they tell me, I don't have um, a legal um, reason to keep them confidential, but I think I have an ethical responsibility to yes. keep anything they tell me um, just under my hat and, and just between the two of us. Yeah. So, um, but I think that you earn their confidence with that, and then you build a relationship. You, um, I have people that come in here who've told me things about their children or their parents, sickly parents or anything like that and and I try to remember those things and um, ask them about them yeah um, and if I see you out in public I'm probably gonna say hi but um, some people look at me like who the heck are you <laughs> <laughs> this one lady did that at Buffalo wings and rings and then about um, halfway through her dinner she texts me and goes ha ha I just figured out who you are <laughs> Because she saw me in a completely different setting. But, right. Um, but I'd like to build those relationships with people. I think it's important I so they will earn my, I can earn their trust. Well, who's the client? I mean, you don't have to tell me the client, but how many years is your longest client that you've been with? Can you think offhand? Um, tax or business? Either one. I know you said some in Illinois. It's been 20 some. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, 2004, I still... Let me think if I still have the ones I started with in 2000. That says a lot right there. Yes. It does. It does. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And this year, even every year I lose one or two, either they pass away or um, a lot of mine in Illinois, because it's 20 years, they're older mm -hmm. <laughs> and they've gone on social security. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, this one man had. Uh, developed Alzheimer's disease mm -hmm. and his wife had to bring me his stuff well he is on VA and she just is retired and has Social Security and I was putting theirs together about two years ago and I realized they don't owe taxes and they don't get anything back and there's really no reason for them to pay me to file a tax return mm -hmm. Um, they're already on Social Security, so they got the stimu stimulus, mm -hmm. so there was no reason for them to file. And I said, listen, you know, you don't have to pay me to do this. She goes, I want to, the first time, the first year. And then I said, well, bring it to me next year, and I'll just put it through my system, make sure you don't owe anything. And if you don't, then you just don't owe me, and you can go on your way. Mm -hmm. So she, that's what she did this year. And she said, well, can I call you next year? I said, absolutely, Mary, <laughs> or whatever her name was. I don't know. Um, I said, sure, call me. And, and if you want to see me, she goes, well, I'm going to kind of miss you. <laughs> Which I thought was a nice thing for her to say. Yeah, you built so, a friendship there. Yes, yes. And I have some friends you know, that I've built over the years, and they, I consider them my friends. That's cool. Yeah. Now, the, the speaking of that, does it cost somebody, like if random times throughout the year, if they have questions come up and they call you and say, what should I do about this, or how should I do that, does that cost them? No, it doesn't. Okay. I, I mean, if it was someone that, uh, you know, started a business and then they were constantly 
needing every help. week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, then I would probably find a way to work the fee back into their next tax return. But okay. as far as calling me, and, and that's a good question for this year because I have had many calls due to the stimulus. Mm-hmm. No, not, I'm sorry, not the stimulus, the advanced um, child tax credit. Oh, okay. So I have some clients that have called me about that. How do I opt out? Is it a good idea to opt out? Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm not going to charge them for that. And then I also have, this is an interesting thing, um, someone tells me that they did not get their tax refund for 2019's taxes. He assures me he did not. Hmm. I've been working with this guy, I mean, about every three months we touch base. If he didn't call me, I call him. And um, the IRS says he did get or that was mailed out. Well, he says he didn't get it, but it was a check. So we have no way of knowing. Well, he's coming in this weekend. We're going to put a trace on that. Mm-hmm. So even though he's called me that much, I haven't charged him any extra for any of it. And he's my client. I'm going to help him get his money. That's cool. And um, then right now, this year, too, uh, tax return uh, refunds are being held up. The IRS is way behind. Mm. They have a lot of information they have to validate from 2019 based uh, regarding the stimulus, whether there was children, or maybe they reported it to me wrong on their tax return, so it's holding up their tax refund. Mm. Um, This one couple, they got married uh, in 2020, and I think that's what's holding theirs up because of the fact-checking on the stimulus payment. And she texted me this morning and said, it's been four months. This is ridiculous. Mm. And honestly, I can't get through to the IRS either. Mm. I will sit on hold for an hour and a half, and then they'll say, we're no longer accepting calls. <laughs> and unfortunately, the preparers don't have a tax hotline. And so we're they in the should. same. <laughs> absolutely, we need to petition for that. Yeah. Um, because everybody's calling in mm-hmm. the people that haven't received it. But I have several clients who've not received wow. their refunds yet. And then they changed something March twelfth, after the tax season was half over, regarding the unemployment. So people who'd already filed that had unemployment showed on their tax return they owed taxes. Well, they didn't because they changed it on March the 12th. So they actually have more refund coming, but the more refund part of it is taking its sweet time. <laughs> Said, I have no idea. I mean, my journals just don't even give any indication when they're coming now. Wow, that's frustrating too. It's frustrating for them, but it's even more frustrating for me as a preparer. I feel like I'm responsible to get them that money. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I have no avenues to do that. Hmm. So I'm stuck. (laughs) I'm stuck, and it makes me feel like I'm not doing enough, but I don't know what else to do. What about, like, if, let's say, somebody somebody always comes up owing money on taxes, can you help them figure out maybe take out more federal or whatever, find out ways to maybe shorten that? Maybe I've always heard it's better... It's better to owe money than get it back because then the government's used your money all year. Right. But I know everybody likes to get that refund check and think, oh, well, I got free money. But you really didn't. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. For those people that can't save money and this is their way of saving, um, 
you know, more power to them if they want to do it that way. Um, if they want me to help them, I will help them. But if someone owes a rather large amount, I usually let them know that there's a way you can fix this. You can, if you're not working in a job, if you um, have your own business, pay, make some estimates. And even if you are working, like for instance, people that work at Crane, mm -hmm. they don't take out county tax for Indiana. Mm. Well, the way you re remedy that is you have a more, take out more for state or make estimated tax payments to okay. account for it. But there is a penalty for not paying, I mean a financial penalty on your tax return for not paying. If you, I don't know how to say this simply. Um, <laughs> all I know is how to explain it, how it was explained to me. But if you owed money last year in mm -hmm. your tax liability last year, let's say was five, $500. Okay which is small, but small numbers. Okay, so last year your tax liability was $500. And this year you owe money and you only paid in $400. Or yes, you only paid in $400. And so there's a $100 difference there that you didn't pay in from your liability. There's gonna be a penalty. Hmm. But if you did pay in that $500 again, um, I don't believe there's a penalty. You have to pay in your last year's tax liability to avoid that penalty. Okay. I also will tell you, on my tax returns, and this is a general statement, those um, penalties are very small. Okay. I don't think I would get all excited about it myself. But some people get excited about an extra $3. <laughs> I think when you hear the word penalty, too, that yes. kind of wakes some people out. Yes, they're like, I don't want. Yeah. So, but the best thing to do is if you're sole proprietor and you do owe um, two consecutive years, you might want to start doing the tax, um, estimated tax payments. Okay. I went for years and never had to make a estimated tax payment. But when... Uh, I started working with Jay Wilson, and um, and then I, I bought a portion of his business that he couldn't keep up with anymore. When I bought that portion of his business, then my income went up a lot, and so it I... changed everything. <laughs> I, yes, it changed everything, and so... Uh, and my husband retired, and there's just a lot of circumstances, so now I do make estimated payments, and okay. it's a lot easier to come up with $500, $1,000 a quarter than it is... 15 or something at the end. 3000 or even <laughs> yeah. 1000 at the end, yes, yeah. you know. Um, for most people, I mean, that's right in tax season. It's not a problem for me, but, yeah. but still, I don't want to do it. So I try to make my estimated payments just to keep me out of having to make a chunk at the end. So. Now, if you do estimated, do you have to do them every quarter, or can you say, okay, I'm going to pay them this quarter, and I don't really need to pay them again the rest of the year? If people would rather make them in just the first quarter, that's good. They always ask on your tax return, uh, if you make estimated tax payments, um, when you paid it. Okay. I've never seen that on any of mine. It probably does come into play that if you, you should make them 
if you don't pay them all in the first quarter, you should make them consecutive, like not wait till the last one. Okay. My advice to people would be to pay the first one. If you don't want to pay them because you are afraid you're going to forget, at least make the first two and pay the total amount and leave the last two rather than making the last two. Okay. Pay them up front. Okay. Sounds good. And I know you mentioned, too, that you can do financial statements for people. I can. When would they need a financial statement? For what? Some, uh, maybe if they're going to the bank to start a business and want to get a loan. Okay. Sometimes people need those. Okay. Uh, if they're looking for investors, they might want a financial statement to show them uh, how they've done thus far. And they want to, um, you know, to show an investor that it's a good investment. Okay. Mm. There's other reasons why people want them. I can't really think of anything else offhand, but, um, oh, sometimes if you have a loan with a bank, if you're a business and have a loan with a bank, they want to see financial statements. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of things that, uh, I do as a, an accountant with a bachelor's degree and 30 years experience. That's a lot of experience. Um, 30 years in the business. I can do just about anything that a CPA can do. Okay. I, but there are some limits because otherwise, why would anybody study for that CPA license? You know, so they, there are some things that require a licensed CPA, but doing bookkeeping and accounting for a business is not one of them. Okay. Um, is a profit and loss statement pretty much the same as a financial statement? It is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, financial statements also require a balance sheet. And um, one of my good friends <laughs> I met in one of my first jobs when I moved back here to Indiana, she says, I don't know anything about a balance sheet, but if you want to know, call Carla. <laughs> she, goes, she is the balance sheet queen. She won't let you move forward unless you have a current and accurate balance sheet. <laughs> so I have helped her get some balance sheets in order with clients that she has. So okay. I, um, that's one of my favorite things to do. And most people think that's crazy, but you know, that's what you like, I like what I like. I can't change it. You know, the, the daily input is, is not a lot of fun for me, but it is necessary. And, uh, it's something I've been very, um, good at doing because I've done it so much, but I like putting the numbers all together and making those financial statements and making sure everything balances. Well, thank God for people like you. I am not one of those people. <laughs> I, I know I'm an unusual lot. <laughs> what about like nonprofit organizations? Do you work and help them too with their finances? Cause I know they have to have financials for their board meetings and different things too. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, you probably didn't know this about me, Michelle, but I have, uh, two of my clients I have are in, uh, Illinois and they also wouldn't let me go, but one <laughs> of them is a church. Um, actually I have three. So I have two churches and I have one, uh, Christian school. So okay. they're all 
um, not for profit, of course, the 501c3s, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. 501c3s. And then one of my new clients is a not for profit organization. So, okay. um, yeah, I seem to be picking those up more than anything for some reason, okay. which is fine. And I just had a client in Bloomington that was a non for not profit. And all I did for them was, um, go in and keep their balance sheet in order and um, make sure their quarterly taxes were paid for payroll and got their, I, what I did for them, they had their own bookkeeping and stuff and I went in when it was time for them to take their um, business records to their accountant to do the 990 which is the tax form prepared for them mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and they wanted a CPA for that, um, I would go in and I would get everything balanced and make sure everything was reconciled accurately. And um, not to brag, but last year, <laughs> last year, they took their books to their CPA and she said that was the best their books had ever looked. Oh, good. So, and that wasn't the first year I worked with them, so that wasn't a good testimony to me. But they, they, you can, as, my, as being um, a contracted employee for them, I could only do what they allowed me to do. Right. And last year was the first year they really let me dig in and, and do what I felt was necessary to do. Well, good. So good hopefully they'll continue that with the next person. Well, good. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us where you're located. Because I'm sure by now folks are going to be ringing your phone and want to ask you <laughs> questions. So tell us where you're at. I am located in Sycamore Square. And I have an office in the office of Jay Wilson CPA. Okay, and Sycamore Square is right on 16th Street, going right through Bedford. That's right, right across from the medicine shop, right next to Judy Macy, right before Magic Morning. Everybody knows where that is. Yep, there you go. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> what hours are you normally here in the office? Well, that's a that's a hard thing to say because it's off season. But okay. during tax season, I am here um, eight thirty to four thirty every day. I usually don't leave for lunch. I just eat here, but I do eat. Don't worry about <laughs> me. I'm not going to wither away. Um, and then in the off season, it's pretty much by appointment okay. only. If you drop by here, you're likely to not find me here. Okay. Um, I work out of my home a lot during the off season. Uh, but I do come into the office if someone needs to see me, and I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. You want to give a phone number out? Sure. 618-889-6935. And that is an Illinois number because I moved here and still had clients. <laughs> and they, um, I didn't want to lose them, so I kept my phone number. What about a website? You got a website? I do. <laughs> it's Brock's. BTS.com and the, to help you remember it's my name Brock plural with an S and bookkeeping and tax service is the BTS okay so Brock's bookkeep oh sorry Brock's BTS.com okay very good and what all can they find on the website what all information they can find more about me, my experience, my education. They can find what services we offer. Perfect. Um, they can find. Um, uh, they can find that I need to update it. <laughs> <laughs> 
useful. I could help you with that. <laughs> yes. Well, I did this about eight years ago before I moved here, um, so it does need some updating. My husband has since retired, and he's on that website, um, and I can't even get him to balance a bank statement now, so he's not willing. But I do have a colleague right now. Um, I'm working closely with my sister, Wendy Churchill. Nice. And she is, um, I've been working with her for, uh, since the beginning of this year and enjoying having family and uh, we work well together bouncing stuff off of each other, things I don't know she knows and vice versa. That's kind of nice having an extra person, extra yeah. set of eyes. <laughs> um, and on the website, um, more about the programs I use. Okay. So. Very cool. All right. Well, Carla, thank you. For, I know you're, you're downtime, but you're still busy. So I thank am. you for taking time for me today. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. All right. And if any of you are busy yourself, as we all are, and you really need somebody to help you out with your QuickBooks <laughs> or doing your payroll or any of that, give Carla Brock a call, and she would be glad to sit down with you and help you out. So thanks for listening to Let's Talk with Michelle Hardman. Everybody go out, have an awesome day, and I'll see you next time.